just gonna go ahead and skip to the, the main part. Uh. Felix Cartel and Lights. I didn't want to put the whole song, obviously, the whole beginning, because it's long. It's an EDM song, but I just really like that song. What is up, everyone? Welcome back. Please get down. Okay. My roommate's cat. I love, I'm not a cat gal, but I love all animals. I'm more about the dogs, but I, this cat's, Tail is in my face. Get down. It's cute though. I love all animals, man. I'm not a big cat person, usually because I'm allergic, but I'm really not allergic to this one, which is really weird. I'm super fucking allergic to cats, but this one I have no issue with. I don't know if it's like the dry air here or what, or maybe it's just a special cat. It is a special cat. If you look at its face, it's cute, but special. <laughs> I don't even, I love all animals though. I don't even kill bugs. That's how I will murder a mosquito because they hurt me and make me itchy and they carry diseases. But I don't even like even beetles. When I walk down a, a sidewalk and I see a beetle or when I was at the pool in Florida, you'd always see those beetles that are like on their backs kind of like and they can't get up like a little turtle. I always flip them over so they're back on their feet because I feel bad for them. Because they're living. I never, I feel horrible if I like step on a snail. Oh, it like ruins my day. <laughs> I really, really, really love all living things. I feel horrible killing anything, even an ant. Like, you know, the thing is fucking, it's moving and it's living and it has a life. And then people are just cool with like stepping on them. It's kind of like, kills me. I'm like, ugh, ugh. Um, Welcome back, guys. First off, a few things I'm just going to go over really quickly that I have to say. My trash smells and I need to take that out, actually. That's the number one thing, and I'm gonna do that. I'm sitting right by it. I don't know why I decided to pick the chair that's closest to the trash, but it smells. Um, secondly, I am fucking so happy with the amount of love coming from that last episode that I posted. Holy shit, like, I had no idea that so many people resonated with what I was saying, okay? like. Friends that I haven't spoken to in a while, like really close friends that I know from Florida that like I haven't spoke to just because I've been kind of like in Colorado doing my thing and they're living their life and you know how it is. And they, the cat is staring at the TV right now. It's that <laughs> there's like ending credits and it's just like following its head up and down with the ending credits. It's really funny. Cats are fucking funny, man. <laughs> Um, but the, I had no idea. And I was talking to this girl that I've been friends with literally since middle school as well. And she's going through so much shit. And I had no idea because that's the, that's fucking social media for you. Like you see people that they just look like, like they look like their life is perfect when in reality it's not like they're, it's, people think the same thing with me. They're like, I had no idea that you were going through so much. You look so happy. I'm like, yeah, cause we don't post the negative shit. You know, I'm not going to post the days that I'm sitting crying by myself. Like, why would I do that? But I, I was shitting bricks when I was posting that or when I was talking about whatever I was in the last the last um, episode. I was really nervous to post it because it was vulnerable. But that vulnerability brought a lot of people some light. And that is exactly why I'm fucking doing this. Like, it feels so good. Like, you guys have no idea how much this is helping me with my fucking my head. It's 
crazy that people are just like they're liking this and it makes me I can't even I can't even tell you it, it like I tear up I'm just fucking emotional man <laughs> I'm an empath I I literally I cry about like happy stuff sad stuff I got emotions um but yeah I'm really excited to post the next episode that I have this cat man stop it it's some size my ADD man <laughs> stop it hey no you're you're you're, uh, what's, what's it called? Um, I can't fucking talk. You're, you're distracting me. Shit. And I have to say, I'm sorry if I go through this podcast and I don't edit it really. Um, it's just me talking. And it's funny because I had this guy that I was talking to, um, just that he does a podcast as well. And we were talking about like how, how it's going. And he said, like, I'm really happy that you're doing this. Like, it's really cool. And he was like, you know, just the hardest thing is like the editing of it. Like, that's just what takes the longest. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't edit mine, actually. <laughs> like, should I be doing that? And he's like, yeah, I noticed, like, you just, you kind of correct yourself in your podcast, but that's okay. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah I know it's okay. Because I'm, like, uh, this isn't a podcast. It's not like, it's not perfect. I don't want it to be perfect. Because then that, you know, like, I live by the saying that just, like, you know, perfect is, like, boring. And why would I want to make a podcast that's perfect, you know? Like, I want this to be like you guys are sitting at the table that I'm sitting at right now. Not in my car, mind you. Sitting at a table right now in front of, like, you're sitting in front of me and we're just talking. Like, I love that. You know, human human conversation and conversing with somebody is not perfect. It's just, it never is, you know? You're always going to stutter. You're always going to, my voice cracks still till this day. I don't know why, because I'm not... I'm not 13 and I'm not a boy, so I don't really know why it still cracks, but you know, I was just blessed with some testosterone in my throat. Oh, that sounded weird. (laughs) I do not have testosterone in my throat. I don't know if anybody's gonna, it's a little dirty mind. Okay. Anywho, so really excited about this next, next podcast that I'm posting tomorrow. Um, it's with Christian Breslauer, this person who I have known for a long time. And he, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. He is a like huge film, uh, m- music video producer and director and writer. And he started like self-made. Okay. Like started from Davie, Florida, Broward County, Beaton. And uh, he is now living in Los Angeles, killing it killing it so he just like he drops a lot of knowledge bombs and like so much motivational shit his his like his aura and everything is just like his energy is awesome and you're gonna really like listening to him so that's tomorrow but today i just wanted to do a quick uh episode about um because people were asking me about when the last one when i said about books like if, if you guys have any questions about books and there's this one book i have to say was the most life-changing book i've ever read and well listened to in my life um okay so it's called untethered soul i'm sure a lot of you have heard of it it's a very popular book but for those of you who haven't it's by michael singer and it is it was on like the new york times bestseller list and stuff like number one but it and it says on the front of the book read this book carefully and you will get more than a glimpse of eternity and i'm telling you that was from deepak chopra who's also a wonderful person and like this book 
I started reading it when I was going or listening to it when I was going through the breakup, like first when I first was like just super unhappy or whatever. I listened to it before, like years ago, but it never, I feel like when you are going through shit, that's when you start to realize what you're reading. And that's when you start to, all these books, like start really making sense to you when you're going through the shit that the book is talking about. You can't just like, if you're not ready to take in information from these books, then you're not ready. And I just wasn't ready like years ago. I just didn't really, like I thought that I wanted to go into this self-help thing and all that stuff, but I wasn't ready for it. And now I've literally listened to this book six or seven times. I think I'm on my seventh time listening through it because every single time I just keep listening and like I listen deeper and deeper and I'm just, I I lose myself in that book. And it's like, it's so life changing. It just teaches you like how to just like, like understand that you are not your mind and like all this stuff that you're thinking about is not you and everything that you like, it's, I'm just going to. Just could just go buy it on like I have audible the audible app and I get like a free book every month and I I just keep buying books and buying books but I listen to this but it's just amazing so I just wanted to um read a part like an excerpt from it excerpt from it um it's from like the fifteenth chapter but I really wanted to read this so you guys can like understand how powerful this book is and. Um, yeah, I think you guys will actually like it. The whole thing is just so unbelievably true. So it's called the 15th chapter is called the path of unconditional happiness. Now I want you to not like, this isn't like one of those things. It's not like, it's not like a book that you're going to read. They're just going to be like, Oh, here goes another book about like unconditional happiness. I was the same way. Like I didn't really understand what the fuck unconditional happiness meant until this guy just breaks it down. I want to meet this dude. I don't know. Is he still, he's alive? Yeah, I think he's alive. Um, okay, so this is, I'm just going to read it and then I'm just going to kind of go over how it affected me and I think how you should take it as well. You could take it however you want, obviously, but just, just listen. All right, so <clears throat> the highest spiritual path is life itself. If you know how to live daily life, it all becomes a liberating experience. But first, you have to approach life properly, or it can be very confusing. To begin with, you have to realize that you really only have one choice in this life. It's not about your career. It's not about whom you want to marry, whether you want to seek God or not. It, and I'm just adding, like, going through breakups. It's all this stuff and, like, being whatever, all the stuff that you go through, what cars you want to pick and all that stuff. People tend to burden themselves with so many choices, but in the end, you can throw it all away and just make one basic underlying decision. Do you want to be happy or do you not want to be happy? It's really that simple. Once you make that choice, your path through life becomes totally clear. So that's the first paragraph. And when he says it's really that simple, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, it's not that simple. How could I just be happy? It is that simple. Just listen. Most people don't dare give themselves that choice because they think it's not under their control. Someone might say, well, of course I want to be happy, but my wife left me. In other words, they want to be happy, but not if their wife leaves them. But that wasn't the question. The question was very simply, do you want to be happy or not? If you keep it that simple, you will see that it really is under your control. It's just that you have a deep-seated set of preferences that gets in the way. Let's say you've been lost and without food for days and you finally find your way to a house, a random house. 
You can hardly make it to the doorstep, but you manage to pull yourself up and knock on the door. Someone opens the door, looks at you and says, oh my God, you poor thing. Do you want something to eat? What would you like? Now, the truth is you really don't care what they give you. You don't even want to think about it. You just utter the word food and your mental preferences or and because you really mean it when you say you need food, it no longer has anything to do with your mental preferences. The same goes for the question about happiness. The question is simply, do you want to be happy? If the answer is really yes, then say it without qualifying it. After all, what the question really means is, do you want to be happy from this point forward for the rest of your life, regardless of what happens? That was a paragraph. And just going into that, I feel like I'm kind of giving cliff notes off of this. What it's saying, what what I was going through was I was so depressed about the thought of not being with this human anymore and all of my all of the ideas of our friends going on vacations together and going to weddings and being married to this person and, and life itself with this person and enjoying all this all the beautiful things that could have been I would that was the thought of me losing that was causing the unhappiness because I no longer was qualifying happiness as it's just unconditional. No matter what, I'm always going to be happy. It was, I'm no longer happy because I don't have that and I don't see that in my future and it's not happening. What I had is over. It's done with. I don't have a person to be there for me anymore. I don't have a person to talk to or tell my tell what's going on. Like if something crazy happens at work or if I have a really funny joke, like he got my humor and I can't, I feel like my humor isn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really go with a lot of people in the way they are, but he got it. And I don't have a person to tell my jokes to anymore. That was making me unhappy. But in reality, I could be happy whenever I want. Next paragraph. Now, if you say yes, so that it ended, do you want to be happy from this point forward for the rest of your for the rest of your life, regardless of what happens? Now, if you say yes, it might happen that your wife leaves you or your husband dies or the stock market crashes or your car breaks down on an open highway at night. Those things might happen between now and the end of your life. But if you want to walk the highest spiritual path, then when you answer yes to that simple question, you must really mean it. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's not a question of whether your happiness is under your control. Of course it's under your control. It's just that you don't really mean it when you say you're willing to stay happy. You want to qualify it. You want to say that as long as this doesn't happen or that doesn't happen, then you're willing to be happy. That's why it seems like it's out of your control. Any condition you create will limit your happiness. You simply aren't going to be able to control things and keep them the way you want them. It's impossible, guys. You can't control anything. Sorry, my mouth is dry. You can't control anything. Literally, you have to understand that giving up the the idea of controlling anything it that's the most liberating thing that you could do it frees you because you could literally believe that just like I was you could believe that you found the love of your fucking life and it's taken away from you you can't control that it was meant to happen and it happened so the last paragraph here 
You have to give an unconditional answer. Just like I was talking about in the other podcast about unconditional love, unconditional is the word. So you have to give an unconditional answer. If you decide that you're going to be happy from now on for the rest of your life, you will not only be happy, you will become enlightened. Unconditional happiness is the highest technique there is. You don't have to learn Sanskrit or read any scriptures. You don't have to renounce the world. You just have to really mean it when you say that you choose to be happy. And you have to mean it regardless of what happens. It truly, It is truly a spiritual path and it is as direct as sh- and sure a path to awakening as could possibly exist. So that was the little excerpt that I picked. And it is just, it like, it just makes so much sense. And it's such a broad thing. And I feel like people listening to this, like, if you don't understand what I was just saying and reading, like, it's okay, because I didn't understand it at first. But when you when you're finally ready to understand the path of unconditional happiness, then you're going to understand what I'm saying, you're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna click in your head. So that's the thing, like I feel people get really upset when they're reading all this stuff and it's not helping them. And like I read, I'm telling you, I was unhappy for a long time and I didn't even know it. And I was reading so many books because something like the universe was just like throwing shit at me like, like, hey, read this book, read this book, like read this quote, like listen to this guy talk, listen to this TED or this TED talk, like all this stuff. And I just didn't, I didn't really, it didn't sit with me because I wasn't ready to take it all in yet. I didn't go through enough, enough shit in order for me to be willing to change my thought process. And that's what this book did for me. It helped me. I was ready to listen. I was ready to take in the information and absorb it and listen and really, really listen to it. Because the first couple of times when I was listening, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to the book. It's like when you're in school and like you're you're reading like fucking like a history book or something and you're like reading and it's nothing really like that's important to you. So you you read a sentence and then you read it again and then you read it again and then you read it again and it's still not sitting and you really have to, you're like, all right, Jessica, like fucking sit here, clear your mind, read the sentence and then you finally get it because you have to, you have so much other stuff going on in your head that you're not ready to absorb this shit. And who was really ready to absorb Gattiesburg address or whatever? Or the, the Gatti, Gatlin, Gatlinburg address? <laughs> I sound really stupid when I just said that. Whatever that was, you know, who was ready to really absorb that in high school? Nobody or middle school, whenever we learned it. So I believe that that, so I was, let me just say, I was sitting in a coffee shop this morning, all right? Pretty cute, trendy coffee shop. It is Sunday morning. I have no wanting to go to brunch and drink because I just feel like if I go drink, it's just going to I'm going to talk about this in in the another episode about like getting over heartbreak, but not drinking alcohol is very important when you're going through some mental shit. You don't understand how alcohol is fun. Okay, I'm known as fucking champagne mommy with my friends. People know that champagne and prosecco is my shit. I love it. I will drink. I could drink a bottle to the face of champagne and be the happiest person. It's just it's such a great. I love it. But I have to understand that when I drink, it's good for the time being and it's a mask and it's a good distraction. But then afterwards, you have to understand that that shit's, it it fucks with your head. When you're going through some mental stuff like breakups, drinking is the worst thing that you could do because it's putting a bandaid over the problems for the time being while you're drunk. 
But then you have to understand that your brain chemicals, like I said in the last podcast, it's all about the fucking little like lab lab experiment going on in your brain. It messes with those chemicals and it, it brings you down and you get, that's why you get anxiety. Like it's a real thing, like anxiety hangover because you are super like just you think about like stuff too much and it gets, it's just not good. And I'll talk about that in another podcast, but it's, uh, it's not good. So I was... I don't know. I just go off on fucking tangents, right? So I was sitting at a coffee shop and I'm writing about like what I want to say in tomorrow's uh, podcast that I'm going to record. And I'm watching, there's like couples there that are just enjoying some coffee. And I'm sitting across from this couple that's, I, they were there the whole time that I was there. And I was there for a solid like two hours. And they're just sitting there and I can't help but just, I keep looking up and I'm not trying to look at these people, but... Everybody loves people watching, let's be honest. Um, and I just see this girl and this guy, and they're just sitting there in, like, silence. And they're not really talking to each other. And they're both, like, sipping their coffee, and she's just, like, she'll say, like, a little thing every now and then, and then they'll just look forward, and, like, they're just looking at people. And they don't, I swear, the whole two hours, I mean, they could have smiled when I wasn't looking, but every time I looked up, I was sitting right fucking in front of them. They didn't smile. Like, there was no smiling. And I'm like, like, I don't, like, maybe there, maybe there's some stuff going on in their life and I don't judge anybody, but like that, that kind of like made me think about this excerpt in the book because like, do you, do you want to be happy? Like, do you want, like, you know, like smile, like just you're, you're sitting at a coffee shop in Denver on a Sunday morning Granted, and mind you, it's not the cheapest coffee. We're not sitting at Dunkin' Donuts, okay? We're not even sitting at Starbucks. We're sitting at this place called Thump Coffee. The coffee's pretty pricey, and it's tiny, okay? So you obviously, you're enjoying the coffee. It's delicious. The food is delicious. And you're sitting here, and you're just kind of like, you just, I feel like I get like, I, I feed off of people's energy, and they just seemed unhappy. You know what I mean? And like, you're... Like, look at what you're around right now. Like, you you could look out the window and see mountains. And you could see, like, this beautiful life that you're living. And you look healthy. They look, they were two young kids. They were probably my age. Because <laughs> I'm young. Um, and they, they were just, like, they just weren't happy. And, like, the guy would, like, look over and, like, say something to her. And she would just be with, like, a, like a kind of, like, a sour face. And then, like, he would have a sour face. And they just kind of, like, I was, like, looking at their eyes. I was, like, they don't just, they don't look happy. But, like, look at this, you know? Like, and they obviously could, something could be happening in their life, but like, why not just like you're, you're sitting down enjoying coffee. Like, obviously you're sitting in this, this coffee shop because you want to, you don't have to, you could be sitting at home drinking coffee, but just smile. And this goes for everything. Like everybody just, I, I wasn't like this either. Like I used to be unhappy and like, I used to kind of like go throughout life with like this, these, like this, these like glasses or sunglasses on, like just like this, these, this visor of just like like blahness like my whole world was kind of more like gray like I didn't really enjoy a lot of things even the things I really enjoyed I wasn't enjoying them fully because I wasn't grateful for them and I wasn't happy and I didn't believe that like I can live a life of happiness because so much other stuff was happening to me that wasn't that I was qualifying as unhappy and I think that this book taught me amongst other many other things that you have the ability 
to like force a smile on your face and be happy. If you if you were going through some shit, trust me, I was going through some shit. When I was reading this book and I, it was actually like sitting with me, I was in the most unhappy spot in my life. Like I was devastated. I was depressed. I was I was literally thought I was never going to get out of this and this book just taught me like, you know what? My entire life just turned around and it flipped and I'm now moving across the country and I'm like really fucking sad about it, but also like what a fucking blessing. I'm healthy, man. Like I I don't I'm not sitting at the hospital like all my patients that don't that aren't able to get up into a car and go to a coffee shop. They would die to, literally. They would love to fucking get up and go into a coffee shop and sit down and enjoy their coffee, but instead, no, they're getting a fucking, they're getting dialysis or they're getting like fucking, they're just, they, I don't, I, I don't really want to say bad stuff, but they're getting like, you know, fucking heart cats and like all this other shit and they're like, they're dealing and they're having to take 15, 20 medications a day and they're just like, you could tell that those people are unhappy, but some of them, you'd be amazed that some of those people are actually smiling and happy because they're grateful that they're not dead. And so this little excerpt um, that I that I was listening to was it was also Michael Singer, and it was uh, I forgot what chapter it was, but it was about death. So I've said in my other stuff that or my other episodes that death is like the best teacher because it really is, and it's such a morbid way to think about it, but it also puts so much into perspective. Okay, so it says it starts off, it is truly a great cosmic paradox that one of the best teachers in all of life turns out to be death. No person or situation could ever teach you as much as death has to teach you. While someone could tell you that you are not or that you are not your body, death shows you. While someone could remind you of the insignificance of the things that you cling to, death takes them all away in a second. While people can teach you that men and women of all races are equal and that there is no difference between the rich and the poor, death instantly makes us all the same. So no matter what we're thinking about anything, death teaches us everything. And it was another part of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's really long. But it says, you have to be willing to look at what it would be like if death was staring you in the face. Then you have to come to peace within yourself that it doesn't make any difference whether it is or not. There's a story of a great yogi who said that every moment of his life he felt as though a sword were suspended above his head by, by a spider web. He lived his life with the awareness that he was that close to death. And you are that close to death. Every time you get in a car, every time you walk across the street, and every time you eat something, it could be the last thing you do. Do you realize that what you're doing at any moment is something that someone was doing when they died? He died eating dinner. He died in a car. He died in an accident two miles from his home. She died in a plane wreck on her trip to work into New York. He went to bed and never woke up. At some point, this is how it happened to somebody. No matter what you're doing, you can be sure somebody died that way. So you must not be afraid to discuss death. Don't get upright about it. Instead, let this knowledge help you to live every moment of your life fully because every moment matters. That ha that's what happens when somebody knows when they only have a week left. You can be certain that when they would tell you what's the you that the most important week they have ever had. Oh my God, I just messed it up. You can be certain that they would tell you that the most important week they ever had was that last week. Everything is a million times more meaningful in that final week. So what if you were to live every week that way? And that was, uh, that just like, 
that like sit with me and that literally I can't even tell you I I don't want to say that like I'm enlightened by all the stuff that's been going on but because I never really believed in that but now I'm like like life is a cliche now like I, I literally I feel so different about so much stuff and I'm just the way that I'm thinking now like there I still have a lot of shit going on in my life no a, a lot of you people don't a lot of you people a lot of you guys don't know anything going on in my life right now and there's a lot of like there's a lot of family drama and there's a lot of shit and like there there could be health issues that you guys don't know about and stuff like that but it's just like and, and mental issues and I just I look at life in a different way now and I think that it's so important and so I'm just like I, I just had to say that this book it's not a, you know this isn't a sponsored ad okay <laughs> I wish he was sponsoring me okay but a lot of you asked about what books to get and I have a million of them but The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer is the best the best book that I've ever read hands down it helped me change everything every way that I was thinking and every negative thought that I had and the first chapter literally teaches you to talk to yourself and understand like he says in um I don't want to ruin it for you guys but he says like you know you can hear yourself think okay so tell your like you're you're talking to yourself right now and you're not talking out loud tell yourself in your mind to say hello and you could do it. You can make your mind say hello with your mouth closed. You could say hello. And then he's like, say it louder. And you're like, hello. And then scream it. And you're like, hello, in your brain. And you could tell that you're teaching yourself, like, I'm in control of what I'm saying in my head. Like, all the stuff that I overthink, and like, I was overthinking so much stuff throughout my entire life. You have to understand that that's you talking to yourself. And I have learned to I don't know who taught me to do it or where it came from or like if it was a dream or something but whenever I'm having a negative thought because I do because I'm human and everybody has negative thoughts and they overthink I literally will stop and I step away from where I currently am sitting or standing into a new spot and it's like I'm removing myself from that little energy that I'm that I'm like that little like negative self-talk that I'm having I'm removing myself from the area and it it's so weird I'll like snap and I'll like walk away from that and I don't think about the thing anymore and trust me it took a long time to get well it's been six or seven months eight months since my breakup and I was going fucking nuts because I was overthinking so much, but then I literally, I learned how to do this and I learned how to control. That was the first step was learning how to control all these thoughts that I was having, all these negative thoughts and like the overthinking. And I literally was able to step away from those thoughts and understand that like, listen, you, whatever you guys are talking about over there, like in my brain, like you need to step aside, whether it was jealousy or fear or hatred or anger or anxiety, all those little like neighboring enemies that come into you and they just pop in to visit your brain every now and then or all the time. Like I literally, I was like, listen, I'm not going to hang out with you guys right now. Like I'm, I'm, I've listened to you guys and I understand what's going on and I've sat and I fucking cried and cried and cried and cried and you guys have made me cry so much and I'm fucking over it. Like stop. And I'm, I step away from it. And this book just showed me how important it is to know that you are in control of everything and you're in control of your happiness. So 
this garbage really smells. It's like starting to smell more, and I think I need to take it out. But that is just a quick episode just to kind of like go about your week like that, you know? Like listen to all that and just understand that you are in control of shit and you you are able to master your mind. Just like, I mean, it's I've, you read so many damn quotes about it. I've read so many quotes and read so many books about it before I even knew how to do it. And I was like, what do they mean, master your mind? Obviously, you master your mind. It's your mind. But you really, a lot of us are mastered by our minds. Like, we are enslaved to our brain and our head and our, our ego and our, our thoughts. And I'm telling you, the path, I don't want to seem, it's just the way I am. And if you don't like the whole spiritual shit, you don't have to listen to me. But I am, I am not super religious. I am not super into politics. I have no, I have no super like big opinion on anything in life, except for the fact that Paul Rudd is one of the best actors in the world. That's it. He is literally, that's it. That's the only opinion that I have. And that pineapple does belong on pizza. I think it's delicious. Not all the time. I don't know how people eat it all the time, but every now and then. But I just have strong opinions on such little things that don't matter. But big opinions, like, I don't have them because I, they don't do anything for me. And the only, you know, the only huge opinion that I have is that being enlightened and spiritually awake, quote unquote woke, is the way to living a happy life. And I'm, you know, that's what this podcast is really going to be about. I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff, but that's going to be a big thing is like just being woke and understanding that like, yo, you are in control of shit. You're talking to a girl that was emotionally volatile and emotionally unstable and not okay and grew up in not a loving household. And I could have turned out to be something completely different and I didn't. Because I knew who I was and I knew that there was a different life for me and there was a different way of thinking and I could have turned out to be this negative Nancy girl that like was just bitchy and all she cared about was herself and like her workouts and shit and like I don't want to be that. That's not me. I don't think that's the way to live a happy life at all. And I always even... I don't want to say because I don't want to like, I don't know. It's all superstition, whatever. Fuck it. Whenever you like blow out candles and you make a wish for anything, like when I had like an eyelash and I would blow it, I would always, my wish was always happiness. I never wished for like a cool car or, you know, a million dollars. I never wished for that. I always wished for happiness. Always. I always, that was my number one wish. And it still is. It's always, but I don't even have to wish it anymore because I know that I could just make myself fucking happy. And I go through days where I'm fucking annoyed and in a shitty mood and either hangry or I'm like tired. Yesterday we went on a huge hike and like I was just not good in the morning. I was so annoyed that I had to drive fucking an hour and a half out to the mountains. But then I stopped and I was like, yo, what are you upset about? Like you were getting in your fucking car driving to a mountain to go do a, a, a hard ass hike because you have legs to do it. Like, chill the fuck out. Put a smile on your face and stop complaining. That's how I talk to myself sometimes. I have to be a bitch to myself, but it's not a bitch. It's like a... I have to be like a mean... A mean grandmother to myself. 
because you we all we all fall off, yo. And it's understandable and you're going to be happy some days and you're going to be sad some days. There's no one person that is happy every single day because you have to go through the happiness and the sadness. You have to go through the shitty times and the sadness to know exactly what happiness feels like. So there's no person that's going to be happy every day. It's impossible. You can't be happy all the time. As much as we want to, you cannot be happy every single day of your life. You're going to have issues and you're going to go through problems, but understand how to control them and you will be happy. Understand how you react to them and you will be happy. So I hope you guys have a great, you had a great weekend and you guys are enjoying yourselves and being fucking happy because whether you're going through some really shitty times or health problems or whatever, always find that there's something, there's something to learn from every situation and just make yourself happy, you know, smile, force yourself to smile. That's the first, that's the first, uh, the first step is literally if you're feeling unhappy and you're kind of shit and you don't, it feels awkward to smile, just force yourself to smile and your brain will kind of like be like, like, Oh, maybe, you know, like maybe we have something to smile about. Put on some comedy, do something, but fucking laugh and smile. And I hope you guys have a great day or a great start to your week. And I'm really excited for you guys to listen to the next podcast or the next episode. Um, so yeah, I, all right, well, you guys already know I have no ending to this. I'm going to have like a, I gotta have like some music or something, like an ending to it or like a saying. I'm going to think about it. All right. (laughs) Have a great day, guys.